Welcome to the Sanaya Creatrix Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, my topic discusses xenophobia. You know, our social climate freed up people's voices to speak out about things that always made us feel very uncomfortable. The elephant in the room wouldn't budge, but I can tell you now, this social ill called xenophobia is being called out left, right, and center. My take on xenophobia comes from things that I directly experienced during my 20s phase when I traveled to a neighboring country. The memories and emotions stayed with me for a long time. I also learned from observing situations and paying attention to other people's stories. I did a podcast on colorism, but I feel that xenophobia cuts deeper on emotional, psychological, and spiritual levels. It is more pernicious and tougher to deal with. I think at the base of the xenophobic person's feelings and the origin of his or her mindset are poisonous seeds implanted during Africa's dark history of being divided and conquered by our well-known foes. Ethnic differences which always existed among our foremothers and forefathers took on a sinister meaning. In fact, xenophobia is directly connected to access to economic opportunities and decision-making power of one ethnic group versus another, both groups coming under oppression from a whole different race, right? It wasn't just about the emotions of how a certain ethnic group, physical features and background were looked at unfavorably. It was the vile and envy seeing the things that one ethnic group could do or have based on proximity to the main enemy who was the colonizer of all our ancestors. What is the African translation of xenophobia? I bet it's not easy to find. It could be because the xenophobia that we know didn't exist in its pernicious form. This is not to say Africans always got along in every situation before colonizers set foot. No, tensions did exist before, for whatever reasons. But in the backdrop of it all, to be very honest, the same Africa thrived and her people did significantly well. So then the line of reasoning and all else that fuels xenophobia, I sensibly conclude that it is not originally African. No, xenophobia is not African, but it infected African people's minds and hearts, and this social evil thrives among us, whether we're on the continent or in their sixth region. Let me dissect this cancerous thing called xenophobia in my discussion. Together, we can assess the damage it does to our people and see how we can reshape Africa's social landscape. People who truly care about other Africans will stay away from the cesspool of hatred and its soul-sabotaging ugly power, this thing called xenophobia. So at this point, I'm just going to begin the conversation. Once again, thank you for tuning in.
xenophobia is the elephant in the room. Another word for xenophobia is disregard. Our African society is afflicted by this social ill called xenophobia. It is found inside the continent and in the African diaspora. This behavior is always influenced and controlled at the group level. You hardly ever meet an individual who just decides to be xenophobic against the social norms and values of the group that he comes from. There are people in African society and beyond who maintain a hateful disposition towards other blacks. To be a so-called outsider is something that is taken in very negative terms. Another group is mocked as a threat, viewed suspiciously and treated with hostility when they have not offended anybody. Xenophobic people reflect and express strong dislike or anxiety towards others during interactions. Their criticism for people of a different culture is appalling. The language and actions directed at non-natives are upsetting. Ties with xenophobes are toxic and detrimental to our mental and emotional well-being. People who want this continent to rise need to meet and associate with cultured human beings who openly embrace and value their black brothers and sisters. Be wary that it is acceptable for people to show social or moral assertiveness in their own culture and how they mix and relate with those from a different ethnic group. This is allowed and it can be healthy for everyone as a matter of fact. Xenophobia, however, is not about setting any boundaries. It is different in that it is a total write-off on another group who are judged harshly and not given a chance to do or be anything. Xenophobic people have bad blood with anyone who's not from their immediate tribe. There's no rational basis or analysis for this behavior. This is because it is driven at the base by hatred and you cannot reason it out with a hateful breed. They're too defensive and one-sided to listen to anybody else. Their negative undercurrent is felt by everyone and it is repellent. Also, it's a complex and challenging thing to try and change people who are of this mindset. Xenophobic people have their own deep insecurities as a group and an irrational superiority or inferiority complex. Their suspicions of outside groups are extreme and unjustifiable. Xenophobia is detrimental to African culture in every way imaginable. We don't want to continually send and receive messages of not liking or tolerating each other on weak grounds of irreconcilable ethnic differences. You know, the wider world is competitive out there. It's not waiting to prioritize what African people want. We have to get it together. This is something that we must deal with in our lives, no matter our differences at this point in time. Okay, it's time for a short break. I'll be right back.
now to the entire global community, we are seen as a collective group of darker-skinned African people. That's it. Others maintain their own stereotypes and prejudices about that. That's the sad part. They send a clear message to the outside world, which the rest of us don't like at all, because it's a tainted message. Many people are not interested in walking around with hateful baggage on their shoulders. Being this way causes us to have a narrowed view of the world and a limited capacity to engage and work with a wider group of people for greater good. If xenophobes are left to their own vices, look, nobody wins. I deeply believe that people who want to build up our communities and elevate our culture are much stronger and wiser than the hateful lot. Finding a higher way always yields something greater than being stuck on rigid prejudices. You just can't move forward. We have to find our chosen means to navigate this society and combine our talents and resources. We're in the process of making Africa great again. That's what I'm dreaming of. Let's not leave it up to those who have a degrading mindset to shape the collective voice and image of African people to the world and to ourselves for that matter. What right do they have to get ahead and decide for all of us what the fate of our beloved continent will be? A terribly negative mind is incapable of envisioning something that'll benefit other people. Such a mind is too constricted and full of tension to have a wider view of things. The outcome we will face is undesirable if we leave it up to groups of people with a vindictive nature who just want vitriol. These people can't map out Africa's social landscape on our behalf. They've not earned our trust and respect. No, they haven't. They demonstrate social immaturity since everything they do or say is heavily influenced by their tainted emotions. I mean, where's the forgiveness? Doesn't it count for something? Xenophobic people are extremely sensitive, which is what makes relations and associations with them unstable and fragile. They always have a tactical method of crying foul when they want to have their way or using an accusatory tone and stance when it's uncalled for. While communicating about issues, these kinds of people don't want their ills, weaknesses, and vulnerabilities exposed. As a result, they're on guard and very watchful of other people, you see now. They'll blow the whistle on petty issues and bring their toxicities into situations which could be handled in a civil and mature way. It's draining to deal with people who have a low tolerance for cultural differences. In our society, Everyone has the free will to decide who they'll associate with and who to keep a safe, a safe distance from. No one wants to be on the receiving end of someone else's cruelty and not have any shield. No way. Many of us Africans just want to gravitate, gravitate towards positive energy. Positive energy makes us open up naturally and we will feel free to be ourselves. In contrast, Hatred is a sabotaging energy and it can be a destructive force when allowed to gather momentum without being kept in check. Our continent deserves to enjoy more success. We're living in a world where everybody else is busy taking what they want and we see that. 
to move things forward, we need people who are focused, ambitious, conscious of history, very confident, and able to have something to leverage. We cannot win and earn greater visibility in the world if we are wrangled up in cross currents of other people's hatred towards us. Remember, I just said not all skin folk are kin folk. For certain groups, it doesn't seem enough of a motivational factor to acknowledge that our combined history as Africans goes a long way back. This is where we'll find some of our greatest practical lessons if we were to look. Wise people will even go on to say, history is the past, present, and future. This is in regard to the positive aspects of what our history presents to all of us. It's not necessarily linear in how we perceive it because history is always relevant and speaking truth to our most current struggles. It is truly up to us to choose to be guided by a higher force if we care about where Africa is going, honestly. Those who know that our continent deserves the best must just turn up their agency, spread love, and lead the way. I'm now getting ready to summarize this discussion. So here are the points. The origins of xenophobia are not from African people. Xenophobia comes from the divide and conquer strategy used on our ancestors. Our ethnic differences did not have such deep, perpetually negative meanings long before the entry of colonizers. Yes, xenophobia does not have any advantages for Africans set against an already racist and unequal world. Today, we can come together to get things done. We need to. Our differences are not meant to be a source of vitriol. If it was done before, we can do it again. We can support, recognize, empathize, and be genuinely interested in African people outside of our own cultural or ethnic groups. Let me even say this. If there are many cases where our ancestors did not see eye to eye before the colonizers, we can choose to do better. Yes, we can. Any cleavages or rivalries that existed from time immemorial set the precedence for our weaknesses and vulnerabilities to be exposed and exploited on a wild, wide scale much later on. The very, very same thing happens today. As we are preoccupied with our cultural or tribal differences, magnifying these differences, Africa still feels the weight of the presence of a non-African people who exploit our cultures, land, resources, and spiritual systems. And I mean African by way of having a true lineage and bloodline to the original people of this continent, not just by nationality. I do believe that xenophobia is the firstborn child of tribalism. Oh yes, yes. When people are so caught up defending their tribes, stripes, and territories, we collectively get nowhere. It is the stagnancy which festers weaknesses that are exploited. Xenophobia has no leverage for Africans. We need to heal Africans from all over the world. 
Healing comes in different forms. We just need the healing to happen. So this is where my discussion ends. Check out other great content that I posted on YouTube. Please like, share, subscribe, and comment. Let me know what you think about the issues and ideas I raised in this show. Your support means everything, my listeners. My website is creatrixofarts.com. I'm dedicated to producing and sharing streamlined shows that you love. Kindly visit my Patreon page. I aim to create dynamic quality content for my audience in the long term. I'll expand to visuals and work with a reliable team in the near future. My Facebook group is Sanaya and the Diaspora Family. It is specifically for my patrons and members. You can also reach me by email in the inbox, ask questions about my prospects for the platform or other areas of interest where I'm presently active. I like to hear your suggestions relating to the show. Again, thank you very much. Another great episode is coming to you. Take care.